Welcome to Future Out Loud from the School for the Future of Innovation in Society at Arizona State University. I'm Heather Ross. Together with Andrew Maynard, we bring you conversations with experts on and off campus where we think out loud about our collective future. In today's episode, Andrew and I were joined by the principals of a local company called Hathority, Philip Burnick, Rhonda Steele, and Vishwam Anam. Well, Hathority is also part of the Risen uh, Incubator at ASU, as were Renewology and Hygieia, the first uh, company that we talked to as part of our special three podcast episode series for the 2017 Disruptive Innovation Festival. So the Risen Incubator at ASU, it stands for Resource Innovation and Solutions Network. And this is what you think of when you think of a tech incubator. The Risen Incubator identifies startup companies, new technologies, really innovative solutions to answer some of our big problems that invite a technology solution. And the three companies that we talked to all were became part of the Risen Incubator around an initiative dealing with waste and waste management. So we will hear from Philip Rhonda and Vishwam from Hathority about the approach that they are taking to help the city of Phoenix get to zero waste in its landfills, which is incredible. Before we get to that, as always, thank you for being with us on the Future Out Loud podcast. If you're not already subscribed to Future Out Loud, you can do that in places like iTunes or SoundCloud or Stitcher or Google Play or wherever you find your fine podcasts. You can also, of course, tell your friends about Future Out Loud, and we would love to hear from you on the Future Out Loud podcast. Uh, We would love to hear from you on Twitter at Future Out Loud or on Facebook at Future Out Loud. You can also take a look at our website, futureoutloud.org. And without further ado, on with Hathority, the third of our three-part series for the 2017 Disruptive Innovation Festival. Hi, Andrew. Hi, Heather. Hi, Vishwam. Hello. Hi, Philip. Hi. Hi, Rhonda. Hello. Thank you. It's a full house today <laughs> on the Future Out Loud podcast. Um, you are joining us from Hathority, which is part of the resource innovation and, Rhonda, you have the words, yes, sustainability. Resource innovations and solutions and network. And solutions, solutions network. network. Yes, the Risen Incubator here at ASU. So tell us, what is Hathority? Hathority is a integration software and hardware integration company. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the work that we do is invisible. And so we come to this um, primarily through a win that we had last April through the Institute for Digital Progress, which is also partnered with ASU. And they sponsored a competition that enabled us as the winners of that to partner in a sustainability solution Mm -hmm. with the city of Phoenix. Mm -hmm. Um, Really what we're doing is working with the public works department with the city of Phoenix um, and we're working to help them solve three overarching problems. Um, One has to do with the amount of recycling that actually goes into the landfill. Mm The city is trying to reduce uh, material to the landfill by 
by 40% wow. uh, by 2020 and get that to zero waste to the landfill by 2050. So and when you say zero waste to the landfill, you mean zero things that could be otherwise recycled? Nothing goes to to landfill. So you're in the business of putting people out of business. We're putting some people (laughs) out of work and we're putting other people into work. So really it's 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 there's a quid pro quo. Right, right. Presumably there's an end someday. And uh, uh, to make it more environment friendly then you know, so working filling the landfills, right? Right, right. And you said that that your was the word you used invisible? So you're basically sort of doing stuff that isn't necessarily visible to people, but you're making things work better. Right. Yes, if we yeah. do our jobs well, nobody knows. Okay, perfect. <laughs> so we are. But yeah. they do now, so I'm afraid that's being bust. It's like discovering a house out. <laughs> right, right, yes. So we are. Uh, an integration company at mm-hmm. the you know core of our technology. Like you know, we integrate systems and we connect uh, you know so pretty much with the with the city of Phoenix. Mm-hmm. So we connect people with the residents with the city services. Mm-hmm. So some way it is transparent and uh, you know but still like you know, there are a lot of back end work that went in place like mm-hmm. you know doing setting up these connections and making sure everything is set up properly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So some of the work that uh, we are saying that's invisible but like you know still you will see the uh, the integration of it. Right. Yeah. Okay. So what's the secret sauce you bring to the table then? Because I'm guessing there are a lot of companies out there that say we will make things work better. Uh, but I'm assuming you have something special that you bring to the table. A number of things. Okay. But in this particular case, probably the, the nut of it is um, the city expressed a three-pronged need which we can address through integration and an app face. Essentially, it's an, right. it's an application that's a mobile app that people can, it's kind of an IoT solution. Mm-hmm. So people can connect to the city in a much more direct way. And, and when we're talking about asking for. people, um, these people offering services or providing services to the city, or th- this is like We're talking about live in the city. The we're residents. talking about residents okay. in the city, okay. curbside, um, Residential, mm-hmm. so not apartment buildings. Just you know, here's a single-family ho- home yep. in a neighborhood. They have potentially three bins mm-hmm. to deal with, which may or may not get out to the curb on time. May or may not be filled with the things they're supposed to be. May or may not be uh, missed by the city. You know, we're trying to uh, address those issues. Get everybody coordinated. So okay. connecting people to people, mm-hmm. yep. so that essentially trash gets done correctly and recycling gets done better. Okay. So wow. The secret sauce is, uh, you know, to send out a notification. So that's a part of it, and mm-hmm. obviously, like, you know, there are a lot of other things that they want us uh, to involve with, like, you know, probably gamify the solution. So at least we are, uh, at least the kids are used to, you know, which the items, like, you know, which are uh, mm-hmm. recyclables, which are not, and uh, to build them, like, you know, better practices, like, you know, mm-hmm. for their, uh, you know, while they grow and uh, you know they try to learn so, so we have two things. kinds of things really that we're integrating um, from the public works standpoint one of the mm-hmm. things that we're integrating are the trucks that pick up recycling and refuse and mm-hmm. okay the other side is we're using the smart technologies that 70 percent of the population in Phoenix already has which are their phones mm-hmm. okay right their local devices and so once we connect those things now uh, we have a conduit for getting information back and forth between customers 
and the city so that things work better. So does this then require, your approach requires people to proactively uh, communicate then and integrate with Our, the no, waste it, services? What it requires is for uh, people to opt in. Okay. So it's not something that's being pushed at people, mm -hmm. but people are being invited to participate. And so the purpose of the pilot is to see whether we can really move this needle um, that that gets the city to its goals of yeah. zero waste to the landfill. So, so presumably part of this is the assumption that if everything was working optimally, you would have less stuff going to landfill and ideally zero stuff going to landfill. Exactly. So this is an optimization problem. Exactly. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. And, and, and behavior change. Right, yeah. right. That yeah. is, yes, yeah. that's yeah. always <laughs> my The education component is really um, key. Yeah. Right. Well, not just education, but you can educate people. Listen, it's pretty well known that smoking causes lung cancer. This is true. However, that does not mean that people are going to stop smoking. Right. Right? So what's the, how, how do you turn that last corner? So one of the things that... Um, the solution we anticipate will enable is reduced fees for people who participate. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there's a monetary incentive. Uh-huh. Um, and increased for fees for people who insist upon throwing away uh -huh. things. Ah, yeah, so, so a carrot <laughs> and a stick. <laughs> right. A carrot and a stick, exactly. Got it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. So tell us about the pilot. I'm really interested. So the, the first phase of the pilot is simply connecting customers to the Public Works Department. Mm -hmm. We've built a, an application that uh, if they opt in, uh, they can receive notifications on their phone or in their email, mm -hmm. uh, or both, because people read their email mm -hmm. on their telephones, uh, that notifies them both the day before and just in time so that they're getting the right bin out to the curb. Okay. Right. Okay. Right. And so we're just now rolling this piece out. Um, we are pilot. Uh, we're, we're developing the pilot. Developing. With we're the beta city. testing okay, yeah. with city employees right now. They're giving uh -huh. us feedback on how okay. well uh, or not the mm -hmm, app works. Mm -hmm. So far, the feedback's been very good. So. Okay, okay. <laughs> and they're working on the messaging, and so it's interface development, debugging, and mm -hmm. making sure that they're sending the messages that they want to send. Okay. So it's in internal testing right now, and they're okay. anticipating right. rollout soon. And we should so it is, yeah. probably clarify because most listeners won't be familiar with how things work in Phoenix. Mm -hmm. with, with domestic waste, how does recycling work? Do people just have the sort of the one recycle bin and the one everything else bin or other multiple bins? There are three bins. Okay. Three bins with three colors. Okay. And they're picked up at different times. So I have to really? say here, so we've had this conversation with the previous two podcasts. I, I suffer from recycling anxiety. <laughs> well, he does. Where I, 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 I'm petrified of putting the wrong thing in the wrong place. So so all this is actually good news to me. This is a, It's been a therapeutic <laughs> podcast cycle for podcast Andrew. Podcast therapy. Yes. There we are. Yes. Exactly. yes. Okay. For, so three bins. Well, yes. so wait, but this is City of Phoenix. Yes. 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 Okay, so I am a resident of the city of Phoenix, and I only have two bins, and they're picked up on the same day. And that was a change that happened maybe two or three years ago in an effort to sort of streamline the processes and uh, um, save, I think, on a lot of personnel uh, expenditures. Yeah. yeah. So tell tell me about this mysterious third bin. <laughs> 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 well, uh, 
in some areas of the city, mm -hmm. there are three bins. One is for essentially trash mm -hmm. that goes to the landfill. So it's the landfill waste. Mm -hmm. And the other is organic waste, green organics. So <laughs> clippings oh. and branches and lawn stuff. Got it. And, right. And mm -hmm. the other is recycling. So yes. paper, plastic, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So Got it. there are two different types of recycling. And so, you know, they pick up the bins on different schedules, mm -hmm. you know, depending on the neighborhood, depending mm -hmm. on the truck routes. Mm -hmm. And uh, it may be that you, uh, I don't know what neighborhood you're in, but I'm not sure um, whether it's an opt-in for your neighborhood or mm -hmm. how that works. Oh, it, you just haven't got the app and didn't realize you were supposed to be putting that have, third bin out. We don't have <laughs> so a we bin. We don't have bin. Bin. Yeah. 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 In, in some areas, uh, we just have two bins. Right. But right. yeah, in some areas, it's organic, it's separate uh, bin. So yeah. I think they pilot in different areas to sort of see how that goes. For okay. instance, um, I live in Tempe, mm -hmm. and they're just now starting to pilot the green organics bin in some neighborhoods to, again, figure out, well, okay, well, these people have expressed interest. Let's mm -hmm. monitor how that goes before we scale it up and give everybody one. Mm -hmm. And what goes in that bin, forgive my ignorance, so we have anxiety and ignorance here, <laughs> like, back to back. Um, so is that whatever you would compost goes in the no. green bin? No. no. Okay. You, you can't put everything in there. So, really? for instance, food waste doesn't go can't in there. Can't put the leftover turkey. Okay. Right. Right. Okay. And, and you can't put dog waste in there. You have to put in okay. green organic, so lawn clippings. Mm -hmm. So anything that you do, trimmings in the yard. Okay. Or horse manure, ironically. Interesting. And chicken. And, I and think. chicken. Oh, right. Okay. Yes. Really. So, so have you thought Not about chicken? So have you thought about extending your platform so you've got a, a Hey Siri app, so you have something in front of you say, Hey Siri, which bin do I put this in? Well, in fact, uh, so... The short answer our, is yes. yes. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> one, of our, one of our contest participants uh, is a student here at ASU. Mm -hmm. He's a grad student in CS, and mm -hmm. he did actually develop a Siri not... Yes. Uh, Alexa. Alexa. Uh, Alexa. Right. Alexa yes. app. Is it quite similar. Yes, yes, of course. An Alexa app that would mm -hmm. answer that very question for you. Uh, right. So, yes, we're very excited. See, this is what I need. Cool. Yes. Oh, yeah, this is exactly <laughs> yes. what you need. Yes. So the app that we're developing, you know, the initial pilot, again, we start basic, and it's phased out. The phases mm -hmm. that we have identified are, there's essentially three phases of complexity. Mm -hmm. And each one is a deepened integration, which then um, creates more opportunities for communication okay. in real time um, at varying levels with different types of media and different functionality. So, mm -hmm. you know, we're starting with the push notifications, but okay. it goes from there. Well, and I think another important point to note is that we're also starting uh, with the lowest common denominator. In other words, we're working with infrastructure that already exists. Right. Yes. So we're working with sensors that are already on trucks. We're working mm -hmm. with data that's already being collected by the city. Mm -hmm. um, and what we're really doing is integrating those pieces. Once we are able to demonstrate the benefits mm -hmm. and the, the utility of this approach, yes. yep. um, we'll be able to justify infrastructure. Uh, right. right? Yeah, and also okay. probably scale to other cities as well, like you know, who has a similar uh, needs in the nature. Of course. Okay. Yes. Well, every city theoretically has a need mm -hmm. to reduce their waste, right? Absolutely. Right. Which okay. is why this is yeah. an interesting project. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. um, you said something about the sensors on the trucks. What kinds of sensors are on trucks? All sorts. So there are lots of onboard diagnostic sensors okay. that monitor engine and the mechanical functions of the truck. Mm -hmm. There are also cameras. Mm -hmm. uh, and in Phoenix's case, there are uh, cameras, I believe, at the front and the back of the truck and also at the hopper. So that the drive, but right now, those 
data are not being captured. Okay. Okay. Um, they're there for the for the driver's benefit, mm -hmm. but um, they're not really being used. And there are also um, uh, weight sensors on the arm so that oh, sure. we can measure mm -hmm. how much material is okay. going in. So, so do they have GPS as well? GPS can you Right, yes, okay, so you can time. actually really track what you're getting from which location. Yeah. Uh -huh. yes. uh -huh. okay. yeah. okay. So, I mean, it's not only like, you know, for the user perspective, they can mm -hmm. see like, okay, my truck is coming probably in another half an hour. Mm -hmm. I better get my wind <laughs> 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 out there. Yes. So that's uh, one uh, useful feature. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And also on the other thing is uh, the city can uh, definitely see, okay, which trash cans are already out there. Mm -hmm. yes. So if I call the city, one of the challenges the city is having these days is a lot of people would call them, say like, you guys missed my pickup, and then mm -hmm. why don't you come back and pick up? I mean, they would send it right. you know, for the customer yes. service work. At least in that way, they are compliant. Okay, so I put my trash can outside and then, you know, you guys missed it. Or like, you know, okay, you did not put it on the uh, time because you you're already seeing the alerts or like, you know, you are uh, monitoring the truck road. So it serves the both purposes, mm -hmm, like at mm -hmm. least to reducing the cost for the city as well as improving the customer service. Right, so. right, right. But this also answers a question that I had, which was if you're going to rate or if the city are going to raise prices for people that don't opt in, how are they really going to tell what people are doing? And it sounds like with the information they get, you can actually monitor people's behavior so you can work out whether to give them the carrot or give them the stick. Yeah, I, I don't think <laughs> we want to characterize it as whether or not they opt in. Right, what right. we really want to do is say, um, we want to get to a model where it's pay as you throw. Right. right? Oh, okay. And so this is a method that lets us know how much people are throwing away. Mm -hmm. um, and of and course, that's a huge incentive. If you can reduce mm -hmm. your, your household bills okay. yes. by recycling more, by just throwing away less, especially to landfill. Yes. Exactly. Right. exactly. Yeah. The first step in that is um, the integration of all of this data in ways that can be characterized better. Yes. And if you integrate it well, then you can do that at scale. And since Phoenix is enormous and mm -hmm. growing really quickly, yep. then monitoring those trends and um, leveraging things like machine learning and all these different mm -hmm. types of automation. We um, we learn about the city and then it becomes a two-way street where they can optimize at every single level. Yep. Mm -hmm. But again, yep. this is, you know, we start with the simple and we get increasingly more complex yeah. mm -hmm. and build on every win. That's yes. the that's the point of a pilot with the city. So, okay. so it, from that perspective, and I, I love this idea of uh, effectively sort of paying for what you dispose and saving what you don't dispose of. Um, do you see what you're doing as creating a platform for others to come in with solutions? So you can imagine something where somebody has a really great idea of making it even easier for people not to throw stuff away. Could you imagine sort of you getting a share of that by them using your platform? Yes, we, we and the platform has been designed to integrate additional pieces to allow for people to interconnect Right. And add functionality, mm -hmm. add features, mm -hmm. add, add yeah. content, if you will, yeah. um, to help people do a better job. Mm -hmm. you know, I, I think that it's important probably at this point to note that, I mean, this isn't the only vertical that we service, mm -hmm. but our philosophy, we have a, a mission that is essentially connect people to people. We like to mm -hmm. collaborate. We like to partner. We like, right. you know, that sort of collective mm -hmm. um, effort. And yes. at its heart, the solution says, come on, you know, we need to work together. Mm -hmm. right. And so it's uh, using technology to facilitate that process of cooperation at scale. Yep. And uh, that's kind of what we do in every vertical. Yeah. Okay. So, so what are the strategies beyond carrot and a stick to really 
capture all of the people, to get all of everybody to participate. There are some people for whom the stick is going to be very meaningful. You know, a, a, a monetary stick is going to be very meaningful or a monetary carrot is going to be very meaningful. But there are a lot of people who aren't. That's not going to be a big enough, you know, pain point for them to change their behavior. I think that's a good point to make, and it's like the smoking question, mm -hmm. right? Even if the right thing is the right thing, not everybody's going to do it. But this is one of the reasons that we're working closely with the city. Mm -hmm. They already have, um, they make an effort to educate, you know, find out where people seem to be having problems doing a particular thing, or um, mm -hmm. if their trucks are getting, there are already trends. They go out and they try to educate mm -hmm. people, and they mm -hmm. figure out what they need and how they need to get it. Maybe they're getting paper, and they need to get it electronically or maybe they need videos and um, not something in writing or right. you know so again this uh, this speaks to the solution of um, learning it's two-way learning mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so all of the data you collect teaches you something about the people there which mm -hmm. then enables you to provide them with the information that they need if mm -hmm. you're going to push more if you're, you know if the city is going to work on educating mm -hmm. they figure out okay well what information do they need how do we need to mm -hmm. pre present it to them so nobody's imagining that this is as a simple well we're just going to push a button and either people are going to mm -hmm. comply right. or mm -hmm. not this is an evolving solution right. and there's going to be a lot of test and revise and revisit. It's also yes. about building community. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. right. So yeah. you you um, you encourage neighborhood associations mm -hmm. to talk mm -hmm. about it at their mm -hmm. meetings, and uh, we have a gain event in our in our Tempe neighborhood mm -hmm. where the whole neighborhood actually comes out for a bit of a, a fair, and so it, these kinds of events help encourage people to know more about their neighbors, but also more right. about what their neighbors are doing to make. This place. So this this sounds very much like the, the movement to bring behavioral science into um, how you make things work by understanding how people work and how yes. you can sort of find those leverage points. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You've it. Right. I mean, ultimately, trash is a human problem. Right. So mm -hmm. the solution has to be human, no matter how much technology is behind it. That's You've got right. to think of the people. Yes. Right. Exactly. Which makes because perfect if, sense. If, if you don't address that variable, it doesn't matter how cool your solution is; it's not going to work. Yes. <laughs> right. Yes. Right. So, yeah. A solution for maybe a different problem. Now, now I'm intrigued. So, so to me, this is a really sophisticated approach to a, a problem, seeing mm -hmm. it as a, a people problem rather than just a technology problem. Mm -hmm. I, I'm fascinated to know, to know what your various backgrounds are coming into this. Um, so are you are you technologists who are enlightened or what are you? So well, let's just say yes, that, that just right. sounds so are cool. Are you saying that not all technologists are enlightened? Yeah. No, some are on the path to enlightenment. All right, yes. all right. <laughs> who wants to go first? Let's start with this one. Yeah, sure. So yeah, my background, you know, I've been in the IT for now about 15 years. Mm -hmm. So overall, you know, I've been uh, seeing the web development and then into the data and then into the integration. Mm -hmm. And then now these days, like, you know, with the in internet of things, like, you mm -hmm. know, connecting different uh, yep. things yes. and then, you know, making the meaningful connections out of it. As mm -hmm. Rana was saying, like, you know, making the connections with mm -hmm. the people. Mm -hmm. So we came to know about, uh, you know, this project as part of one of the conference that we attended. Mm -hmm. Right. So there is a Internet of Things a developer conference here in uh, Mesa. Mesa. Mm -hmm. So we attended and then like, you know, so we were intrigu in intrigued uh, by, you know, different devices and what they could do. And with the evolving uh, high speed of internet these days, mm -hmm. you know, it's well, changing. Maybe uh, not for long, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll see. So it's we'll changing see. the way like, you know, people are using uh, devices like uh, with, uh, with the gigabit network and like, you know, 
so we looked at like a multiple options and then you know so we were able to participate in one of the contests right so which to address obviously the items that we already discussed about with the city problems so pretty much like you know with the technology we are evolving too so my background from the web data now to iot and then integration right so right. that's where you're definitely on a path to enlightenment yes <laughs> right absolutely <laughs> yeah. yeah so i don't want to date myself but I'm going to. Right. <laughs> um, my interest in technology has always been in how to find ways to connect people, mm -hmm. not mm -hmm. replace people or put people out of a job with technology, right. but right. how to connect them. So many, many, many years ago before the internet, I ran a BBS, uh, mm -hmm. uh, similar right. to my brother who also ran a bulletin board system in Olympia, Washington. Okay. And right. from that, um, my interest in these kinds of technologies grew. Um, I studied at New Mexico Institute of Mining Technology, where okay. I was. Uh, it's a very small engineering school, but mm -hmm. uh, there are only 1,200 people through the PhD. So you know wow, everybody, and you, you learn everything. And then when I did my graduate work at New Mexico State University, mm -hmm. I worked for many years at a place called the Computing Research Lab, mm -hmm. where we did natural language processing oh, kinds okay. of research. Um, and my primary interest and in what I wrote my dissertation on was something called habitability, where in you think about habitability not as just an environment in which human beings can live, mm -hmm. but how do you make a technology habitable? Yep. In other words, what kinds of things can you do with technology to make it not intuitive, but obvious, right, right, right. and Familiar. is it task-centered? Is it mm -hmm. user-oriented? So it it mm -hmm. right? brings the, the person back into the equation here. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it's all human-centered. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I right. bring to this, and that's what authority brings to this to this space. Mm. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Thinking specifically of all the different projects, like the the one about the translators. You know, back before there was Google Translate and things mm -hmm. like this, when they'd have people translating, they they built a technology that put a person between, essentially, because there are uh -huh. some contexts where it just doesn't make sense. Right. Yes. Even, even Google Translate in its current stage, yes. you, know, you can't count on it to have a fluid If you want a really good translation, <laughs> get a, get <laughs> a get person. person. Yes. The tools that they developed help people, instead of having stacks and stacks of books on both sides, yes. you know, sort of speed up that process, but it's still at its heart a human one. Yes. So, you know, I my background is in communication and teaching. Okay. Um, and so my interest is in how people learn and how people mm -hmm. communicate, and I taught writing, which of course many people dread. Mm -hmm. uh, and so understanding what they bring to these, and you know what it's like to try and you know make something that seems alien or scary, yes, uh, familiar and friendly, and then empowering. Um, it's something that I became pretty good at over the course of 25 years, and mm -hmm. uh, you know my technology expertise. I would not, uh, I would not count myself a programmer, but I do have a design background okay. um, in the more traditional sense of you know graphics. That's okay. So, people and uh, and design. And yeah. So and so this. These guys. Yeah. So I mean, this is what <laughs> really excites <laughs> me about mm -hmm. things like this. So you you have those different perspectives that yes. have actually sort of melded together to mm -hmm. create something new and interesting. Mm -hmm. right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. Well, yeah. but yes, yeah, 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 but, but we it, think so. It sounds so much better coming from someone else. I, I mean, I was being trite about the, the <laughs> sort of technological enlightenment, but I think it's really interesting when you have mm -hmm. people that are willing to recognize not only their own expertise, um, but also how somebody else's expertise can augment that and expand exactly. it out. 
child, which is exactly what we seem to have happening. I think one of the things that I find most exciting about this project is the IoT and, um, you know, we're sort of at this really strange moment in time where everybody is much more aware of the kinds of things that technology can do, and Mm -hmm. so it's no longer sort of the realm of experts. Everybody's doing everything, Mm -hmm. which is great. Um, But it also kind of reminds me of a similar moment. Both Philip and I were teaching at the same time at New Mexico State for a while, Mm -hmm. and he brought a a brand new idea informed by these bulletin boards. He said, Mm -hmm. you should really be teaching writing online. And Uh people kind of looked with raised eyebrows. What the (laughs) heck are you talking about? And so we've been watching the online Mm -hmm. learning community for many, many years. And that kind of, well, if you bring it, of course it's going to be easier. Well, it's not easier. You know, it takes a required skill set and you know mm-hmm. people have to bring to it something and so watching this and trying to participate in this from its earliest days is i think a really useful uh, series of lessons that we bring to this pilot yes because as we're thinking about well how can we integrate these systems mm-hmm. in a way that then help you really learn what you need to know we're very good at asking the right kinds of questions mm-hmm. or i should say mm-hmm. phil and vishwam are particularly good at asking the right kinds of questions mm-hmm. at exactly the right moment so that you get the technology answer that you need mm-hmm. and she's really good, good at following trash trucks so that we can <laughs> 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 takes all sorts yes so you're doing <laughs> so I do the camera work so you're doing your pilot right now with employees in the city of phoenix yes, yes. and how what's your timeline for sort of completing the pilot and how will you know that you've been successful and what's your next step? That's a good question. We are currently um, communicating with the city about those very baselines. So we've had some sort of um, general ones Mm -hmm. available to us since about July. Okay. And so ironically we have a meeting scheduled in the next week or so to Mm -hmm. um, harden those uh, milestones up a little bit. So the timeline that we're looking at is we're hoping to have some answers to how well is this working by the new year. Oh Mm -hmm. wow. Like the new year, like, like 2018. 2018. Right. right. That's yeah. in what six weeks or something crazy yep. like yes. that. Yes. Yeah. 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 Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, so, okay. Yeah. Good. We had a proof of concept of the solution when we did our original pitch to win this opportunity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was in April. Okay. And so we've been working with the city since May okay. on how to logistically manage this and what kinds of issues that there mm-hmm. might be that we would encounter. And we've sort of done some debugging since then. And, and we have been um, in a slow rollout internally uh-huh. since September. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. you know, it's not like it hasn't happened yet. It's just happening as most things do with cities. But you can't yeah. grab the app? Not in her uh, Authority.io. Authority.io. Okay. 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 So, yeah, it, is avail- it will be available on the iOS for the Apple devices. So for the Google Play, for the all the Android. Store and Google Play. So, okay, so it good. is there now it or will it will be? will be right now. Right now. At US Ignite. Mm-hmm. US Ignite has okay. um, asked people like us to upload our okay. apps to share them and mm-hmm. so um, authority.io is up there. Okay, yeah. great. Excellent. And great. if somebody does not want to download any software or install it, mm-hmm. they can still participate in this program by, you know, just using their email address and subscribe to this. Okay, okay, good. So you've got multiple okay. yes. They don't have to yes. worry, yeah. So I have a policy question now and this is relevant to all over the news this morning is that the FCC is getting to getting ready to roll back net neutrality regulations that were made in 2015 and the I roll and I will not say who just did that um, for the benefit of our podcast audience um, but question for you how the, your entire business model 
is based on using the internet. So how does net neutrality or rolling back net neutrality impact your business? I want you to answer that one. <laughs> we firmly support Title II of the net neutrality rules. Mm -hmm. um, we uh, called our Congress people this morning mm -hmm. and asked them to communicate with the FCC that uh, they need to abandon this plan. It will really negatively impact our business. Um, one, of, one of the things that uh, is currently impeding our ability to complete all of the phases of our, uh, of our project um, our access to gigabit networks mm -hmm. um, because we're talking about enormous quantities of data that are being captured mm -hmm. and if we want access to those data we need very fast pipes and we need pipes that aren't impeded by uh, a few organizations who can limit the amount of, of bandwidth um, mm -hmm. co other companies have access to. So we're really in favor of net neutrality. And I assume this is I mean, going to be across the board. Absolutely. Any organization that's trying to use the, the, the network just as a conduit mm -hmm. um, is going to be impacted if we're not careful. Yes. It's just like a monopoly game. Yep. If you don't have hotels on all your properties, then you are going to lose. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. so 2018 promises on a policy and to be potentially very interesting, what, whichever side of interesting that falls on <laughs> for authority. Um, but it sounds like from a business perspective, really taking big steps forward. So after your pilot, and you'll have some more definite uh, milestones, how do you envision this growing? And really well, getting Mace into Well, Mesa's right place. next door, and Tempe's okay. right next door, okay. and so yeah, okay. um, and it's a worldwide problem. Yeah. There are fifteen thousand municipalities in the United States alone. Okay, um, all of which right. are dealing with these kinds of problems at varying scale. Yep. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, also, we did participate in uh, the Smart Cities Connect. Mm -hmm. um, we had a poster at, in Austin in Good. June, mm -hmm. and we talked to quite a few cities, uh, and they are all watching this pilot. Excellent. So that's the good news for us, and um, you know we're we're excited. And potential competitors could also be potential partners. Um, okay. Uh, organizations like Waste Management, for mm -hmm. example, mm -hmm. um, are in a good position to partner with us to improve services. Yeah. So we're we're really excited about the upside to mm -hmm. to all of this and our ability to to work with. Others, yeah, yeah, and, and also uh, scale the same solution to other verticals as well. So because it's already a model that we that is proven with the mm -hmm. city of Phoenix, but you know, scale it to say for public safety or any mm -hmm. other solution on the public wise, or like you know, any supply chain management company where you could track some of the movements of uh, you know these uh, goods and services. Right. So at least uh, using the same baseline uh, solution and then try to scale that. So that's where and that's uh, we are all uh, intrigued by the opportunities that we'll see in 2018. Okay. So. Yeah. And what do you say then to people who have a little like Orwellian 
situation. Oh, privacy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're invading my privacy? Yeah. <laughs> well, then, don't produce any trash. Go <laughs> 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 totally off the grid. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. I mean, there's really, uh, the circular economy is all about reusing what can be reused, mm-hmm. you know, salvaging what can be salvaged, because um, we all know that natural resources are, are being taxed every time you make something new. So mm-hmm. we can reuse, repurpose, reimagine all these different things that are going on already and um, from that perspective you know perhaps I'm being too Pollyanna of course there's always the Orwellian you can always go to the dark side Mm -hmm. Um, and there have been actually issues with uh, several municipalities in the United States um, did videoing of their uh, trash in an effort to do compliance Mm -hmm. related Mm -hmm. issues and they were sued for Mm -hmm. privacy and uh, you know, so that is actually an issue so that would be something we need to tread carefully again it's in a later phase you know, to be figured out later. But there are the at its heart, what this says is, look, we have one planet. We can't just fill it with trash. Mm-hmm. We really need to work together. So if there's a circular economy, it's actually going in a circle. People are getting what they need. They're using what they need. Mm-hmm. You know, aren't you going to play with us? And I, so. I guess that brings in the idea of individual responsibility as well. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. Certainly privacy is a big issue, but also Absolutely. is this idea of everybody pulling their weight. Right. Yeah. You know, it's not, um, you know, it's not just sort of things don't just magically disappear. Mm-hmm. Despite what you see in Harry Potter with those house elves, it goes somewhere. <laughs> right. you know? yeah. And so uh, the, the city of Phoenix, actually, they are the house elves. They they are where it disappears to, and they can tell you all about the pains that that entails. Um, we are trying to help them address those pain points and also um, make it easier for other people to make fewer pain points and right. um, ultimately make the world a better place. Right. So, yeah, that's the utopian in me, I suppose. Mm-hmm. All right. So, again, uh, so we don't store any data in, uh, like, you know, so we don't get any data from the public uh, work uh-huh. systems or anything like that. So it's all the user-entered data. So they're opting in with their address right. or, like, mm-hmm. you know, so wherever uh, they would place their content. So it's no different than any other applications these days. Say for like you know, Uber or Lyft rides, it's pretty much like you, know, you are authorizing uh, mm-hmm. uh, them to track your uh, you know location, so they can send the uh, s- send uh, you know the taxi over there. So right. it, it's quite similar. So it's all the user entered data. And I, again, I'm gonna. This is again. This is maybe maybe you know the Pollyanna again. But I think it really matters the ethos of the companies that participate in things like this. Mm-hmm. We like to partner very carefully with people who have a good ethic, who have a community-minded ethic, who are proactive problem solvers and helpers and not just sort of mining data to mine data, you know, sort of. So the people with an Orwellian mindset, there are some people you can never reach. But we can tell you that our intentions are pure. Right. Mm -hmm. That's as good as we can go. Does that make sense? It sounds like a good starting point. It does sound like a good starting point. Well, I'm very excited to see where this goes. And, uh, you know, fingers crossed that everything goes well with your pilot. And We will watch this space. Exactly. Yes. Watch right. this space. Yes. Yes. And so just, oh, thank you. And to make sure everybody can, you know, learn more about your company, it's Hathority.com. Correct. Yes? H-A-T-H-O-R-I-T-Y. Yes. Hathor is a cloud god. Oh. We do our work in the cloud. Got it. And, so and we're the IT authority. Or there like we do, are. We like yes. to refer to myself. So authority. Very good. So. And that is, that's Norse? No, it's actually Egyptian. Egyptian. Mm. Mm, yes. All right. Well, appropriate to the Valley of the Sun. Indeed. Rock. All right. <laughs> so. Thank you very Thank much. You. Thank, Thank you. you. For more where that came from, 
check out the School for the Future of Innovation and Society at sfis.asu.edu. Future Out Loud is produced with the support of the School for the Future of Innovation and Society and the Risk Innovation Lab at ASU. Mark Van Hare created our music. Esmeralda Parker is our production assistant. Our website is futureoutloud.org. Subscribe to Future Out Loud on iTunes or SoundCloud or wherever you get your fine podcasts.